there's there's a few ways to go about it. One way I think people don't talk about enough, what artists like Ali Sabet, who is very established in his own right, but he kind of triggered this idea is derivatives. So what that means is like, can you find an existing project, like a blue chip project, like the Board Ape Yacht Club and do derivative art? Where it's like you include the apes in your art. If you own one, it's significantly easier because you have bought into that community. So I'd say derivative art, but then also just being part of other communities can help grow your own. I think one of the smartest things people can do before they launch their own NFT is collect an NFT of a project or a team or a brand that you really admire and just observe and participate and take Turn it part. Up. You're listening to the Marketing Millennials Podcast. I'm Emily Ferguson. And I'm Daniel Murray. Get ready, because we're taking you on a journey with today's marketing leaders and tomorrow's top stars. Let's go! No BS, just a fun, unfiltered industry conversation with the game changers behind some of the coolest companies from around the globe. The one request we tell our guests... Stories or didn't happen. A big welcome to our marketing fam. Prepare to turn the f*** up. This episode is sponsored by our friends over at Maga.io. What's up, John? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, man. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's exciting to be on here. I'm super excited to chat, but I wanted to start off with how did you get into marketing and this whole creator space? In marketing and creator space, I feel like 2012, I uploaded, well, actually, it's 2009, I uploaded my first YouTube video. You could take a look at it, it's still online. It's this rap video where I was running for student government for class president in college. And I just wanted to mix it up and have some fun with it. So I made this video, uploaded it on YouTube, got elected, became a huge student government nerd. But then eventually that video helped me land an internship at YouTube. And when I went to go apply for an internship there, they specifically put people on like Gmail or Docs and, and Drive. I guess it was just a Google Cloud back then. But the YouTube team was like, oh, we like that you've used YouTube before. You upload it. You get to get the sense of what it's like to be a creator and spent five years there doing a bunch of different roles. But I feel like that was really my entry point into the space and into what is now known as a creator economy. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, I love how everybody has like a story of how they got in and it, a lot of time it's just like a random situation. So that's awesome. I wanted to connect with you because you've been big in the NFT space, but I want to go into like, when did you start getting the NFT space? And for who those who don't know what what is an NFT? Why are NFTs important? All that good stuff. Yeah. So taking that one by one, I got into the NFT space because of Clubhouse. I was hosting a lot of rooms, doing these interviews with creators. And naturally, like, you know, how do you monetize as a creator became a topic that a lot of people want to hear about. And so NFTs became a bigger and bigger deal. So I was like, you know what? Why don't I do rooms about NFTs, like educate people, also educate myself. Like I was very much like learning uh, just over a year ago or just under a year ago about the space myself. So I feel like I learned a ton there. Then I was gifted my first NFT live on Clubhouse uh, by an artist named Young, Young Jake. And then I bought my first NFT, I believe it was May 2nd, if I'm recalling. And that NFT that I bought was a board ape. 
And that kind of skyrocketed my education process. I sold it way too early, but I really got a sense of like, okay, what it's like to mint, what kind of projects are worth investing into versus not how to market them, how to create them. And now I help do that for a lot of other creators and uh, brands and celebrities. Awesome. So let's go into the first topic of what makes a good NFT project. What makes a good NFT project is really, well, it depends on if you have an existing audience or mm-hmm. you're trying to build one. So if you have an existing audience, I think about like, how can you offer as much utility and community to your existing base? And that could start as easy as figuring out, okay, if you were to pull your audience, what would they want more of from you that you could sustainably put out? In some ways, like a lot of people like to talk about web 3.0 versus web 2.0. I think an easier way to approach the conversation is like, what's web 2.5? You know, how can you think about what you offer in terms of like a Patreon style model, but instead of people paying you monthly, they're holding a token that could appreciate and they could resell just like you know, as a, as a sign of believing in you and what you're offering. Awesome. I love that. And how about the opposite question? So if you don't have an existing audience, like how does one get started with an NFT project? So I think that there's, there's a few ways to go about it. One way I think people don't talk about enough, what artists like Ali Sabet, who is very established in his own right, but he kind of triggered this idea is derivatives. So what that means is like, can you find an existing project like a blue chip project, like the Board Ape Yacht Club and do derivative art, where it's like you include the apes in your art. If you own one, it's significantly easier because you have bought into that community. So I'd say derivative art, but then also just being part of other communities can help grow your own. I think one of the smartest things people can do before they launch their own NFT is collect an NFT of a project or a team or a brand that you really admire and just observe and participate and take part in it. And you'll develop connections from fellow collectors who really want to support you in your own endeavors if you're being honest and authentic about how you engage. So if you don't have an existing fan base, I'd say find a project you're passionate about, collect, meet your fellow participants, and think about what are initial derivatives before launching your own thing. So what are some ways you go about like, or you suggest people go about like, getting the word out that this project, because I've seen some people like launch stealth mode and don't like just drop it on one day and not build up like a discord or pre-sale and um, whitelisting and all that good stuff. But like, what do you suggest like someone does when they launch a project? I think it's everything you do before you launch it. You know, like how can you have your discord active? How can you think about all the different channels and really be mindful of attending to the conversation. If you see people who are active, how can you have mods who can keep that conversation going around the clock, even if you're not there? But, you know, I, I think about it as like, you know how hard it is to start like a YouTube channel or a LinkedIn and like post every day. Like if you want to be active and really give Web3 the justice it deserves, you have to show up every day, you know? So I think that maybe even like uh, thinking about the project ahead of time, but just starting on a community around a common mission, a common goal, a common idea, right? A lot of times like these, these uh, NFT spaces are first and foremost about education. And then you could figure out, okay, I'm going to put this out and make it about this piece of art or this token that unlocks this experience. So I think it's, it's a lot of like 
figuring out what makes sense for you before that launch day even comes. Awesome. And I just want the question for you is like, like what aspects are more important? Because like, for example, like how important is the art versus like utility? Like, like what is like the balance of those two? Like, like how good does the art have to be to be like, because you see like, obviously crypto punks are not like the best art, but they, like the, the utility of them and how much like people can derive from value from that since it's the first project. Like how, how do you think about like art versus like utility? Yeah. I think it again, matters what kind of artist you are. If you're a photographer, for example, or, you know, an artist like a Trevor Jones or a Beeple, you probably want to think more about the scarcity of ownership and, giving people, you know, the right to say, Hey, I own that piece of art. That is not, you know, something that, that, that a lot of people could say that's not readily available. And within that, there's a certain community of people who also collect and admire that person's work. But let's say you don't have like that skill set, like you're not an artist, like you mentioned, like Gary V and V friends is a perfect example, right? He's baked in so much of the utility of VCon and and having events tied around uh, and giveaways tied around holding those NFTs that are appreciated in value and it has very little to do with the art because they're very, like they're like doodles, right? I would argue that makes it a bit harder to make merch out of that to want to hang it on like a display. Um, so he's been very successful in like getting it into different auction houses, but I think that kind of like shows the spectrum of like V Friends is all about access, and then an artist like a Trevor Jones or a Beeple is much more about the art. And the display and the ownership, just like a classic, uh, you know, auction house would want to put up their work. Awesome. And I also want to ask you this question: like, how do you find like a successful project? Because you know, like a lot of a lot of the NFT space is obviously hype, but there's also like those like top two to three percent that will probably like be there forever. So, what goes into like? finding the right nft project investing in the right nft project like what goes into that that aspect of it uh, i'd say a few things i think one is taking a look at the team I, I think one thing that a lot of folks don't do enough is look up the team on linkedin you know before i invest in a project i'll take a look at who's involved in that team who are the developers are they full-time who's the artist what's their background and i really take a look okay is this something that these folks are in it for the next five years, right? And if they are, then I'm willing to put more of my investment behind it and really think about it as a long-term bet because they're making a long-term bet in a much more significant way with their career. So looking at their team on LinkedIn. The other thing I look at the floor price because you want to get in with something that has enough upside. So I think there's a lot of great projects out there that have much more room to go, but are probably you know hitting a, a uh, higher number that some people may not be comfortable getting into. Like when I bought into the Cool Cats project, I bought in around one ETH and now that's gone up to about seven, eight. And I think like, like that, that would have been, though I, though I still think there, there, there's so much value there. They're, they're about to introduce a game. There's so much going on there that it could like go even higher and I believe it will. But if you're a first time NFT collector, that's a harder bet to make. So taking a look at the floor, um, and understanding is there is there enough upside? The other thing is like the roadmap. You know, to me, a a NFT project is like a startup, but instead of venture capitalists, it's you who is doing the due diligence and making sure, like, okay, is this something that not only the team is 
well-versed in what they're doing and dedicated, but they actually have goals that they want to ship and partnerships that they want to put out. And then the last thing is like, what have they already executed on? Like another great project is Roboto's. I, I love their art. I love what they're working on. But then I was also really impressed that they were able to score a partnership with Time Magazine. And the fact they're thinking about turning their art into IP to fulfill, you know, uh, an animated show. So I'm like, okay, that's interesting to have ownership in that because uh, their roadmap and their partnerships is really sound. So I think those are the three, four factors I would look at if you're trying to make your first investment. Awesome. That's awesome. What are, what are some um, cool, I don't know if you could say like cool projects you've worked on and what has like your experience been with that? Yeah, I, I owe a lot to this uh, platform called Origin Protocol. They launch a lot of NFTs and they have me as their creator in residence. I host a lot of interviews for folks who are launching on that platform. So George Lopez, the legendary comedian, launched an NFT called the Chacha uh, Lucha uh, Fight Club. And he had these different NFTs that look like the different masks that you would see uh, in in the Chacha Lucha, you know, real, like a style of fighting. And, and he put out a bunch of those and I was able to interview him, uh, really like learn about his background and just talk to him about how he came up with a sitcom, his George Lopez show. So I think like that was one of the coolest ones that I had a chance to work on. And uh, there's a few more coming out. I, I had a chance to interview Jake Paul and, and really like get a sense of like how he not only thought about his boxing career, but the NFTs that he launched alongside his match against Ben Askren. And so, yeah, there's a long list. I feel like there's so much opportunity. I was lucky to just be in the right place at the right time and uh, help out as well as host interviews related to those uh, big name stars. Also, that's awesome that you got to launch some, like be with those big name stars. Um, I wanted to ask you, like, what would you tell someone who's like, doesn't know anything about the NFT space? Like, like why they should get into it or why they should like look into it because I feel like there's a lot of skeptics out there and that don't know what NFTs are or what it is or anything like that. So like, like let's say a creator out there that doesn't believe in it, what how would you convince them to start doing a project like that? Yeah, well, I, I think it's interesting because the Web3 is so broad and NFTs is like one pillar right? I think no matter what you think about like the artwork, the access, there is something that will change about ownership. You know, my fiance is in real estate and we're just talking about the fact that, you know, why can't deeds or the real estate buying and selling process happen on the blockchain? And, you know, that could be something that in the very near term future does happen. So I think if you're skeptical that you have every, uh, you know, like, uh, like, like I I get where those instincts may come from, but there's so much opportunity here to really understand how to digitize ownership and how the transfer of ownership and the ability for people to buy into stuff before the IPO and are public and are available to the masses is not possible with Web3. Like if you think about the fact that, you know, most people don't have an opportunity to buy into the next Google or Facebook until it IPOs means that there's this walled garden that we often don't see. And a lot of times that wall garden has the ability to make like certain people wealthier than others. And now I think Web3 is lowering that wall walled garden in a certain way. Obviously, there's still, you know, alpha and access to information that is not as democratized as it can be. But I think it's a promise for a, a, a new future that's very exciting. And the more you educate yourself, the more you could potentially benefit. We all know that the marketing technology landscape is insane. 
There are thousands of tools to choose from, and it can be really daunting to pick the right one. Well, we partnered with our friends over at Magaw.io to get you the book that makes it easier. Build cool shit. It's honestly the most complete guide to building a tech stack today, and we can't recommend it enough. Just text millennial to 415-915-9011. That's millennial to 415-915-9011 to get your copy today. Yeah, it's funny because I, I kind of had the same conversation with someone about like like luxury goods, like, okay, I just bought like a Louis Vuitton backpack and I want to go sell it now. And how do I prove that it's authentic or not? Like before you have to like go through, like go to someone to verify or even like a diamond ring or something like that, right? Like you verify that the, the diamond is like real instead of like finding a fake diamond. Like if it's on the blockchain, it's hard to screw with that or like importing overseas and stuff like that like those luxury goods it's like that's the interesting part i think of like this whole nft space is just the the contract that you you own something and nobody else can like really mess with the ownership of that where like someone could somehow snatch something under you like a backpack or something or like sell you something fake because there's no trail that right of what bought how where it was bought or like the original purchase was Louis Vuitton or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I counterfeits is a whole nother avenue of of like ownership and, and a problem that I think NFTs can solve. You know, and even if you still have the physical thing, like you said, the bag, the suitcase, the corresponding NFT is what makes it valuable or is a thing that keeps its value or allows us to appreciate like a collectible or a vintage item would versus a counterfeit. Just from my knowledge point, like how much would does it like cost to start up like an NFT project? Like if I, if I today wanted to, let's like, just take this, like the marketing millennials community. And I wanted to launch like a community out of the marketing millennials through like NFTs, like how much would I have to like invest to like start a project like this? I mean, they, it all depends on the type of project, right? It's like, yeah. do you want to do a one-of-one where it's like you do one, like, uh, you know, like uh, like piece of artwork and you put it out there? Do you want to do, you know, an open edition where anybody who mints it gets it? Do you want to do a 10,000 unit, like community profile picture style project? So I think it all depends on, how many and what type of NFTs you want to put out first? Like, let's say if I put out this idea right here, like I wanted to do, okay, like I'm creating an exclusive community. Here's 2000 like membership. The membership gets like a personalized Slack group, like a private newsletter, a private podcast. And if you own it, you get in. And if you don't, you can't get in the community. Yeah. So if it's those 2000 units, then we have to talk about like, what does the ticket look like? What does the token look like? Mm-hmm. Do you care about it at all? Like if it's a doodle, like Gary Vee style, probably won't be that costly. If you're like, you know what? We want to elevate the marketing millennial brand and have this thing that everyone holds as a token be tied into that neon sign branding that you have or like use the color scheme to have some piece of art that could out the other extreme of the spectrum be put on a wall. 
right? So I think that requires like hiring artists. Then if you're thinking about generating different components of it, that's another cost. But let, let's say you want to keep it simple and have like a relatively, I, I don't know, like how have you, have you thought about this? I should be curious to go down this route with you of like- No, I mean- I've thought about like for other people, but I'm just thinking for myself right now, like, okay, since I haven't done like a Patreon or anything like that, it might be a good opportunity to like do like a marketing millennials, like exclusive community that has merch attached to it. That says like, kind of like these projects do, but it's just like, it shows that people are investing in like the marketing community and it shows like the elevated, like you, it, it kind of keeps a barrier of entry of people to come in. But yeah I, yeah, I think it'd be cool to have something like either basic or like something like you hold like the SEO something, the other person holds like the like paid advertising something and it's just like yeah it'd be interesting to do something like that which i don't think many people have done with like marketing communities i see like other communities do that but yep yeah it's like do you give like then you're like doing it like the one-on-ones like almost like is each one different in a way like uh yeah i kind of would do that i kind of would do like a little different tiers i think one-on-one might be like the best way to do it because it's like I think they own something special because it's part of the community, but it's also like, it's not that much different than everybody else, but I think it'd be cool. Like, Oh, the SEO, this person and the like, yeah. whatever, whatever, or like an SEO animal or something like that, where it's like mm-hmm. that it attaches to it that has utility behind it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I think you're, you're hinting on the next thing I was going to say is like, actually, I think the biggest cost is, Yep, the artwork, the smart contract, the setup, like you need to hire other moderators, but it's really your time, you know? It's like, how do you think about setting up a community where you could over-deliver value in a way that makes that investment to them worth it, you know? And that's the hardest thing because I think a lot of folks that come into the space, they're like, I'll do this as my NFT. They don't tend to it and they forget about the secondary sales. And that's when it starts to plummet. And I think that's where they hurt their brand because they were in and out for the launch, but didn't really think about the long term. So I think a lot of creators who come up to me and, and talk about like, what do I do for my first NFT? I'm just like collect and buy somebody else's and watch first. Be patient. And I think like you'll see a lot of how to structure your own if you have the time to invest in 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 doing that at, at this moment. Yeah, I think I mean I've always wanted to do a community. So I think like in, investing in the community is not something that i would give up on but it's just interesting because i've seen i just seen like the ones that i would invest in as an event like like the investor like i just bought like nick sharma's one who's like you know like nick sharma yeah yeah, yeah yeah so i yeah. bought his one because i i think his community be, will be cool and yeah, has yeah he's a great there. community builder himself yeah exactly so like those type of the, and i think like those are the type of entities that i would buy so i think like having something even if i started with like three or something and those people get like like exclusive at, like consulting by me and like i'll build their linkedin pages for them and stuff like that um that yeah has utility to them Totally. The thing though, the caveat is like, how do you make that repeatable? Right. And if that person who bought and minted your first NFT sells it, do you all of a sudden say to the person who just bought it as a secondary sale, 
that you'll review their LinkedIn too and give them yet another hour of consulting? Yeah, I mean, if someone buys it, then it is because I'm getting kickback from that, I guess. Right, uh, but your kickback is much lower than the mint yeah, price. Yeah. Unless, unless it starts to skyrocket, which it could. And then, like, you know, you're talking about, like, getting, like, 5 to 10% of each secondary sale. So, like, I think the calculus of that is, is, is important. So you're set up for success and, again, can over-deliver and investors aren't surprised. Like, that... Yeah, it, there's so much gravity to it. You, you know what I mean? That it's that really, um, I don't know, a lot of thought has to go into a, a launch. And and I think we're seeing like the ones who do versus the ones who don't very quickly now. Yeah, I think that's interesting because I think the utility is hard. But I think if you did something that's like, okay, there's a weekly hour call or something, yeah. you get access to it and then you get access into the community and you get access into like something that you can do at scale like yeah or like yeah like a, a workshopping thing yeah your thing it'd be easier but that's interesting yeah the secondary sales are like the interesting part too because it's like i've always wondered about that that's like i have a question for you because mm-hmm. i'm just getting my knowledge up with nsts but like yeah say i i i minted an nft and now i want to sell it do if i sell it do i not own it anymore or do i still right. own cool that's what I mean. So yeah, yeah, it's gone. It's gone. You've transferred the ownership, and they transferred ETH or, or whatever currency you, uh, you're selling it in. So, and then you lose the utility, the access to the events. Like if it's a weekly coaching call, the person who now holds the NFT has access to that, and you don't. Cool. But that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, then it, like if you did that two NFTs, it would make sense because like if someone really wanted to grow their page, they would invest yeah. in it and then yeah um if someone wants to sell it then it's like okay i will like take the hit and like invest because you're investing as me as a creator um so, right yeah. but right. i think if you yeah. started on a good floor price then you can see get some value out of that the floor price for sure for sure and then it's like an investment in you as a creator, just like you said, like I, I, I think Nick is a good community builder. I want to invest in what he's doing because probably I think we'll appreciate, right? So it's like I'm getting value from almost like a derivative, and then you know, like going out and uh, reselling it if it starts to go up and value. But there's all these things too of like, you know, how do you make sure you, yeah, you know, like it's an NFT as opposed to a security because then that opens up a lot of other regulations and legalities that I feel like people are just beginning to think about and I'm starting to educate myself on uh, about as well. Yeah. Cause I eventually like a sale of NFT is going to be like, cause right now, like it's hard, it will be hard to track like capital gains and stuff like that. And like some yeah. people are about hiding money through NFTs right now, um, which was interesting market too, where you see people just, buying ridiculous thing it also shows how much money is out there for some of the things people are buying oh it's wild yeah (laughs) but that's interesting yeah so what are some projects that you if i like that you would recommend people starting to look at to like for great examples of good prod nft project yeah as you fully disclose like i've i've yeah, I invested in these projects. So Cool Cats to me is really interesting. Though so a high floor price, I think their team, their artwork, the partnerships that they've done, and also the game that they're uh, thinking about and working on putting out there, I think will be 
a really interesting use case of like, it's almost like, I think a lot of like NFTs can actually be explained through Pokemon and, and different like, uh, you know, cards, like, cause like buying the cards is like holding the NFT and then Pokemon as a company is like, all right, we have a roadmap of creating Pokemon Snap, Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon uh, Red, Pokemon Blue for the Game Boy. And you own these like characters that are going to appreciate in value because we're investing in the IP or we're going to make movies. And I see cool cats like creating a game and also getting their IP out there in a really interesting way. Obviously, Board Ape is doing the same, but they're super high price right now that would be really, really tough to get into as your first NFT. I think another great project is Robotos. They are uh, the one I mentioned earlier. They look like these, uh, uh, like just like uh, uh, very family friendly, like robot characters. And they recently struck a partnership with Time Magazine. They're going to be producing an animated show. So again, it's like buying into an IP. Like imagine if when Disney was starting, you could buy an NFT of, of Donald Duck. And every time Disney elevated its brand, you're benefiting as a quote unquote stakeholder, right? So to me, Cool Cats, uh, Robotos uh, is, is super interesting. I think, uh, you know, just just keeping an eye on like what else is being like traded regularly on OpenSea and, and taking a look at different projects coming out from different platforms like Origin is, is uh, a good way to keep on the cusp of what's coming up. But those two are, are probably the ones that I have my closest eye on right now. Yeah, I like how you explained it there that it's like, okay, you're buying initial IP in like a character that you think will eventually, like I wanted to buy Pikachu before Pikachu was Pikachu basically. Um, And when Pikachu got big, like now my car, like having like a rare Charizard card now that is worth like millions of dollars to have like a rare Charizard, you're kind of buying that like okay, I own the rights to that character in the game. Mm-hmm. Or, um, mm-hmm. And they're, they're obviously better characters, but still you own the rights of like that person in that game. Yep. That's a great way to put it. Yep. So, I mean, it would kind of be smart for like some like TV, sh- like people who wanted to get investments for like a TV show that are coming out, like a TV producer to like like sell off their characters that they think will be there. So they get initial investment into like their project that they're about to like launch up. Yeah. I think it's all about how savvy your investor audience is. Cause like that, that is definitely one way you could do it. And Robotos I think is creating a new mold for that in, in many ways, but they also just started as a project that I think their art was cool. People believed in the team behind it. But really, I think about like, can you use it as an investment vehicle for even like a, a startup or a, a piece of technology, like another NFT project that I'm bullish on. And uh, I think it's even much more than just, you know, art because they're offering real utility is the Ethereum name service. So they are the platform where you could go to register your .eth. And I was able to register my .eth address, ushai.eth, which just reroutes to your wallet. Um, pretty early on and they put you in their DAO. They allow you to make decisions like, uh, uh, and that process to me has been very interesting. And I'm just beginning to learn more about, you know, what it's like to be in a DAO. How can you help make decisions that shape the product and the platform that you've invested in? Because you could buy domains off of GoDaddy, but GoDaddy isn't going to ask for your uh, opinion or input unless you're a massive shareholder of theirs or on their board or, or an executive. So I think it's an interesting model, regardless of if you're, you know, trying to make content. 
but even a platform selling domains. Cool. What are some other things that um, people should know about like starting a project? Cause like, what about like, like what about the difference between like when is the best time to like launch one? Because there's like all these gas prices and Ethereum's going up and down and like, like the cost of things, like the cost could change rapidly. Like if something is like point, I mean, Ethereum objectively will go, go up. Like if, if people believe in it, but like someone could buy something at like, 4,500 ETH and then that someone could buy something at like 3,500 ETH. Like what's it, when is like the best time to do it? It's, it's hard to time to market and like all yeah. these variables you're mentioning are so true. Like I remember like going to mint an NFT once and the gas prices were so absurd. You know, I think I was paying like 800, $900 in gas fees. And so, but it's hard to time that, like, unless you're like, you're trying to mint it off hours, but then if it's a popular project and a lot of folks may be trying to do the same thing. And then is it a bull market with ETH? Is it bear? Is it bear market? Is it going up? Is it down? And you've prepared everything, your launch, like it's very hard to time it. So what I'd say is like, you know, the old adage of like time and market beats timing the market is very true with your NFT project. Think about the long-term if there's factors outside your control that go wrong or go south when you're launching, then try to adjust as much as possible. But ultimately, those things will very much level out if you have a long-term view and a long-term roadmap to execute on. Well, that's a good point. Um, what are some like avenues to like market an NFT project? Like we talked a little bit about Discord, but like what are some other ways to like get your 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 project name out there? What would you do um, to get your name out there? Yeah, so one I'd be even more specific than just Discord is like Discord servers of your own, but also of projects that you can engage with their community and meet folks. Like part of the reason why I was so excited to get a cool cat or get a Roboto is because I saw that the community of fellow collectors was just awesome and super engaged and they would help me on my learning journey. And, uh, and I would try to help them with their projects or if they were launching. So I'd say specifically within discord, like before you even think about your own, how do you engage in other people's discords and just be a valuable member, Twitter, Twitter spaces. I think that's becoming another hotbed of education and community. And if you're not already active there before you launch your own NFT project and you're missing out on a lot and you should i've seen i've heard a lot of people reactivate their twitter because of how crucial it is the nft space but then the other thing i think about is like all the traditional marketing levers which are funny that are now called traditional where in web 2 they're like at the forefront but how can you bring education to your audience on linkedin on instagram on tiktok on platforms where the conversation isn't happening on much but it's as much but it's definitely growing so email newsletters. I think all of those traditional channels are fair game as well. And once you build that community, you have much more room to roam. But where it's happening right now, Twitter, Discord are the big pockets. The only reason why I saw NFTs was because like I'm on Twitter, I was on Clubhouse and I was on Discord and I follow Gary V obviously because he talks about it every second of the day. Um like so like luckily I saw it when I saw it, but like a lot of people are, it's like kind of like the early movers right now who are doing it. And then other people eventually catch on to like the, the phase. Yep. Yeah. What interesting projects do you have your eye on? I feel like you have such a good eye 
I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm actually so early on this that I would like I like I would have like invested in like V friends like at the beginning of it, but like I was like too late to do that, and I was I didn't really understand utility at that point in time, like of like the projects like and all like the nuances of like getting MetaMask and like transferring money to MetaMask and all that stuff. But V friends, I see like is like an example of a project that I would love to invest in. That's why Nick Sharma's project is cool to me because it's like, like there's utility behind Nick Sharma's project. Like I I'm more into like the entities for like the utility behind it than the art, because I'm not, I'm not just like a collector myself. Like I don't collect art, but I think like the two things I would look for is like, do they have like a, good community on social media like and an active community on social media and then i go peek in their like discord community to see if it's active in there and then i would i kind of also like will like buy something if i think it looks cool like i don't think like not like an art thing but it's just like oh like oh that's a cool like looking thing like some of the, the nfts that like people sell like that are big projects. I'm like, ah, I wouldn't want to do that because I don't want to own something that looks like that. Like, yeah, uh, it's kind of weird. Like, you kind of, it's kind of like, do you think like Pokemon are cute or not? Like, versus like all those things. So, but I, I'm still like early on like seeing creators like put stuff out there. I've been reached out to a couple of times to like be a part of a project, but yeah, um, I definitely think like. I've been thinking about like the the marking millennials like eventually having something like that. So instead of like building a Patreon, building like some utility that the marketing millennials has, like yeah. eventually. Dude, I think you're really well positioned because a lot of what makes an NFT successful is what you already do: community building, marketing, creating a brand that two people who don't know you can identify with each other on. Yeah, so so I'm with you know what another interesting thing just geeking out on the marketing side. I had this NFT project called Approving Corgis. Reach out and like, hey, we see you're active in the NFT space. We'd love to design a custom NFT for you before we go public. And they asked me like what traits I want in my corgi, which was like the, the project like avatar. And I was like, I want one of the spaceship, gold fur, and all that stuff. So like, hey, what do you think about this? I'm like, Oh, I love it. Can you just change that? They're like, yes, absolutely. So I had this Corgi that I felt so attached to because I helped design it. It would be much harder to like sell something that you designed. You're much prouder of it and you want to reshare it. And they did this with me and other like creators and, and, and folks uh, who are, you know, have some kind of influence in the space. And I was like, wow, they're, they're thinking about like the influencer side of it in a fundamentally different way than I think a lot of projects are and uh, i thought that was fascinating i thought that that's another thing that like nft projects can pick up on it's like how do you customize with your collectors in mind before you sell to them yeah i love that like it's kind of how i think about like my the the pit marking millennials page of like who what type of content i want to share on the page and like who do i believe in as a creator to like information share like because i don't like just dump information that i don't believe in on there like if yeah. someone came and said post something for me i probably wouldn't because it's like information i believe in so i'm yeah. kind of like the moderator of that but it's kind of that's like the kind of interesting point where it's like building something beforehand for someone 
in the community before you they go live with stuff which is pretty interesting yeah yeah it's like it's like it's so it's so funny how many fundamental like truths of like sales and marketing come back you know it's like can you put up a landing page and validate interest and can you build with your customer before you sell to them and uh i think a lot of that happening happens now like another interesting artist uh who's just crushing the NFT space is Nest Graphics. And what he does is like for his collectors, like he'll take their favorite NFTs or like avatars and kind of etch them into the background of his artwork. And so it's like, how would you not like, it, like it just makes you that much more incentivized to bid on it. Cause you're like that part of it, I helped create. And I want to have that on my wall or I want to say I own that. So I think there's a lot of truth to that. And, uh, something that could be in an NFT project that uh, you do or somebody listening to this podcast could do. Yeah. I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Cause I think there is some utility, like, I feel like it it might've was like a blessing and a curse that didn't start a community earlier because I think like, I want to figure out like what is the best utility I could provide to a community, but I want to make it like, super valuable that like an exclusive that like people would actually want to like be in that like i don't want to just like make it like oh you could do like if they're in like a slack hidden slack community that you only can get in if you have the nft and right like, right. A, right. A, right a hidden like an idea you just kind of gave me is like find like 20 marketers that and have them already have a custom like thing to get into the community already and they're already in the community. So they're invested in the project at the beginning. So then I could like, they will be invested in keeping the community alive. Um, Cause they yep. own something. Yep. Yeah. Dude, I'm stoked for you whenever you're like ready to launch your NFT. I think uh, your thoughtfulness around it is refreshing. And I mean, I, that's, I, that's at least the most successful projects. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't really thought that deeply on it, but I have thought it for other communities that I'll be like, oh, you, sh- why aren't you doing this? But I do think like, for me, like, I think it'll be fun to just like have this like exclusive community for the marketing millennials and then have like good people in the community like beforehand. Yeah. 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 Totally, man. Uh, I'm stoked when, uh, Whenever that happens, I feel like uh, the way you've been pioneering things on LinkedIn, it's going to be interesting to see what you do in the NFT space. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Before we leave, do you have any like interesting things that you've been working on and something that you want to talk about on here? Well, uh, besides planning a wedding and like you know, all the stuff that goes into that, which we were like uh, talking about before the podcast started, the thing I'm most excited about is this creator interview show that I've been doing where I was able to interview Logan Paul, Jake Paul, George Lopez, uh, Eric, uh, Nas Daily, uh, Peter McKinnon is coming up. And that's all on my YouTube channel, the long form. And then uh, just thinking about how to clip it and put it on shorts and TikTok and on Instagram, I'm like excited to start putting out like reels more frequently about some of the tips I learned about working on Instagram and some of the things I feel like people aren't taking advantage of now that you know, there's so many new features and, and ways to grow. So yeah, I'd say uh, just if you're listening to this, let's connect and find ways to collaborate. But uh, yeah, you definitely have the insider 
knowledge of a lot of these like platforms and since you've been at instagram you've like seen like how a social platform works and stuff like that it's pretty interesting but yeah like thanks for like letting me pick your brain about the space and i hope it's valuable for other people but i think like the nft space is very interesting and it's very there's a lot of just side note like if you're getting in there make sure like john said like do your research like don't just buy things because there is a lot of scams out there there is a lot of like like unsuccessful projects out there and it's it is like a high risk investment if you don't do your research at all yeah and it's a high risk investment if you don't do your research before you launch your own like yeah. that that is the biggest thing it's like just be very thoughtful and uh, the gravity of like yeah, it's just like people's investment and, and livelihoods and, uh, you know, it's, it's serious stuff. Uh, and so I, I hope everyone remembers that as well, going into this whole new phase, which is exciting and has so much opportunity. Cool. Well, thank you for joining and this has been a pleasure. Likewise, man. Bye.